Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Jazz. And welcome back to Mix Talk. <laughs> so sorry for headphone users. I was just informed that I was low last time, so we're we're jazzing it up. Exactly, exactly. I was being mean, so you're not. There being we go. Mean. Ollie's looking at me like, is that better? <laughs> Anyway, how have you been? How has your life been? How has my life been? That is a deep question, man. But how have been? Uh, I'm in a weird mood right now. So we can have like a funky, weird session right now. I have it in my bones. I have it in my... I have it in my feelings. Anyways, um, let's start from the behind. See, I'm telling you, I'm just in a weird, weird mood. So we went to Bergen and it was quite fun because I met a high school friend that I haven't seen in a hot minute because I'm the kind of person if like if you're friends with me and I don't speak to you every day don't be hurt about it because I'm just like trying to survive out in the streets but then I just like randomly started texting her and I was like I can come down for a weekend because it's literally a 40 minute plane ride and she was like damn that is really really cool when can you do it and then we just like started chatting about dates and times and then I booked my plane and then I did it see how easy that was I always feel like you know like when you have like really big group chats and you're like oh we're gonna go on the trip like I do understand like money and schedule conflicts but I'm the kind of person who's like okay I want to see you let's figure it out even though we've not spoken in months or years because like I don't have any bad blood I'm just as I said trying to survive out in the streets uh I started trying to do morning workouts and that can explain <laughs> sorry <laughs> what is happening it just made me laugh you said trying to survive out in the streets <laughs> it's hard it's hard out here for a 24 year old woman <laughs> everything is just going high like the um rents and bank and whatever is just everything is skyrocketing so it is hard in the streets okay thank you thank you um anyways uh, i started becoming a morning workout girly when i say starting to i mean forcing myself to because of all of this new year's resolution resolution people love you love what you're trying to do i hope you keep it up at the same time damn it is packed like when I started doing this morning workout um, thing, keep in mind I have to wake up at like 4 a.m. No, 4 a.m., 5 a.m., sorry, 5 a.m. to make a morning workout work in my schedule. It happened because there was a queue. People were queuing up to use the treadmill. There were like three people ahead of me waiting for someone to jump off the treadmill. And I was like, I'm done. I've been coming here for the past three years. I'm done. I am going to the mornings. It has actually been really, really good. Like it's basically empty. You get to do whatever you want to do and you're done for the day. Like I don't have to think about having to go to the gym after work, which is quite amazing. So like anyone who can wake up and be productive, honestly, shout out. I never knew that I was going to be that person, but I needed that. Um, And do classes in the evening so like I'm not saying work out in the morning and doing in the evening but like when I'm not in the mood I can just book in a class because then there will be space for me and there'll be like a goal for me rather than just being like I don't know what I'm going to do in the gym because I cannot plan it because all the racks are taken all the ladder are taken I just got really fed up so yeah um that's new and uh, but making me really really tired by like 7 p.m sounds like such a good idea though because I wouldn't say like I go gym a lot lot but I I at least go once or twice a week but the amount of people that go now is ridiculous like I did choose the most busiest time I could think of but on Saturday I usually like to go about nine-ish but me and Liv ended up going at 11 o'clock in the morning which is obviously going to be really busy anyway but we got there and they were literally like nothing available to use and we was like let's just do our weights because there's a bit of space there and that was fine and then like all the treadmills all the rowing machines 
like the bikes just any cardio was all gone and I was like this is ridiculous like, I'm not doing this again so I can't say that I would definitely make it in the morning but um I'll soon be working from home for a while and Liv starts work later she starts at 10 so we're gonna try and start going in the mornings when I'm working from home because we don't even have to go at five <laughs> no honestly like I I'm so jealous of the girlies that's that at night and the same time not because I do love ending my day at four but then like I'm ready to get going and then the um people who are working like the 9 a.m girlies pull up at 7 a.m and I'm like you got you got an hour extra of sleep I'm so jealous but it's fine honestly I feel like it's just because it's very new and it's very like um balancing my life part so like if when I find the balance of when I need to actually go to bed to feel energized until like in the evening that is kind of a tricky part because like sleeping at 11 a.m will obviously not cut it if I need to be productive from 5 a.m onwards but hey ho it's a new progress. It's, it's still in my 75 day soft. I'm not giving up. And due to my 75 day soft quickly, I have gone ice skating. I suck at it, but I did it. I mean, it's cold outside, I might as well. I need to see the videos. Yeah, videos. <laughs> I will send you the videos. You're gonna laugh your ass out. I will post them online for everyone to see because I was Bambi on ice. It's not even okay. Oh. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start going a little bit more like often because I used to know how to like move forward. Now I could barely stand, so um, we need to do something about that. And sledging, it's so much fun sledging. My whole bum is black and blue because I fell. Obviously, I was like, I kind of got thrown out of the sledge. So I kind of like did some little tricks and unwillingly tricks. But yeah, it's really, really good fun. Um, just trying to be outside more because if if I'm going to be inside, I'm going to be hating the snow. So I might as well use it as it lasts. It's like five meters of snow out here. But any, anywho, say ho. Okay. Okay. I feel like I was dying. I was dying a little bit more. Um, One last thing as I watched Aquaman. I want to say with with my friend and it was really it's like honestly it's a good turn off your brain and look at some eye candy kind of film because I mean Aquaman aka Jason Momoa oh my lord why 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 do you look like that who gave you the permission (laughs) to be out in the streets looking like that okay I'm out back in the streets because who gave you permission sir lord have mercy anyways um i was given permission uh by simon to go and look at eye candy so i feel like i also can talk about the eye candy that i looked at uh yeah (laughs) um anyways so i i also saw amber heard was that obviously i knew that because like but i honestly have never really recognized her but i've really been recognizing her a bit more after like the jason the jason and the johnny depp Amber Heard thing and I do not know she was such an awkward actor I feel like people are gonna sue me for this and not sure that I would do anything better I'm not saying that I'm better than her or anything but it's more of like she was barely in the film and when she was there she was very like you really saw that the director told her to do something and then she did it because the director told her to do something it didn't come within her she was like I need to save a baby or it's not like why don't you like assess the situation and put yourself in the boots kind of vibe maybe she did that maybe that's maybe it's just me hating but that's what I got from the film I was like that is just weird bless Bless her she's trying she's further than me she (laughs) is she is honestly farther than most people so I am not here to judge I was just saying my opinion and also it was like more about, not to like spoil the movie but it's more of like a global warming aspect of it so it's like a hint of it but I don't know if it was they were trying to hint to global warming or if they were just like I, I don't know it was a it was it was an okay film I like I like bad films sometimes and that is just a bad film in the best way possible so yeah 
but he's also my little film critic at the end of the nice. end of the conversation so how about you Chaz please take the um, wheel <laughs> um I feel like I was gonna say something to include on your thing but now I can't remember oh um we just never have snow here and it's really sad um the fact that you have snow is so exciting i know you have it every year but honestly you just don't look at it look at it's higher than the fence and it's melted like i don't know maybe half a meter yeah so um last week or like last weekend like last last weekend it was really really cold like in the minuses and whatever like freezing had the tiny or was it a i don't know if i already told you this we had the tiniest bit of snow oh this was ages ago yeah and because it settled on my car i was like well can't go netball <laughs> it wasn't even on the roads <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> so that's what it's like in england just any bit of like it wasn't even snowing. I would say it was like sleeting. <laughs> but yeah. Um, anyway, I just wanted to add that. But yeah, I've been good. So I had... Um, I had... Uh, Sam's auntie's 30th. Which was really fun. Uh, so I had took the Friday off. And we didn't end up leaving my house till like three so I really did not need to take the whole day off I could have just done a half day I don't think and then no I don't think we left till four yeah I really did not need to take the day off but we move and um brought the dog with us started driving obviously because we left so late got hit in a load of traffic a one hour journey ended up being like two hours because there was so much traffic got there and um was just about to go through and um Sam's auntie and uh partner like turned up at the same time and they had their dog at the front see and then they so they said to us oh like do you have a dog with you even though we're just about to go through and was like yeah and they were like are you with um the party like this party and we're like yeah it was like yeah you cannot come in with your dog what do you mean we were not allowed in with our dogs <laughs> so i think what happened was is they actually didn't book cabins dog friendly cabins so even though they asked for them they didn't end up being dog friendly but they hadn't checked so like lo- few of us had bought our dogs up but we can actually get in with the dogs. They were like, you're allowed in, but your dog's not allowed in. I was like, what am I supposed to do with my dog then? So that, and it was like seven o'clock in the, six, seven o'clock in the evening. So no way was I turning back around to go home and come back again. Like I would have had to, but I was thinking if I go home, I'm not coming back till Saturday. I'm sorry. But luckily, um, my like, his auntie literally was like 15 minutes down the road so she just had the dogs at hers um and like popped in now and then and then some one of them stayed with the dogs um yeah and then my dad really kindly came and picked Layla up the next day I felt so bad because the journey was really long and like she already hates car journeys and then to get there and be told, yeah, you can't have your dog in. I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it was not fun. That was such, that is such an inconvenience though. Yeah. They were really apologetic about it. Well, not the, not centre parks, but like um, Sam's auntie and stuff was really apologetic. So I was like, it's fine. Right, it happens. But other than that, it was really fun. Um, it was kind of weird that Sam wasn't there. Because it was all, like, his auntie's friends and then his mum and, like, family and then just me. But I had a really good time. Oh, and Liv was there as well because um, she took Sam's place. So it was, like, really fun and cute. Um, it's really expensive there. You have to pay for everything pretty much unless you want to, like, walk and stuff. Like you, I, I knew you'd have to, but you have to pay to hire bikes. You have to pay to do, like, pottery classes they have badminton courts you have to pay to rent the badminton 
court. To go to the gym, you have to pay. Like, pretty much anything. They had a spa. You had to pay a spa. It was like £70 for the spa as well for three hours. So I didn't pay for that. £70 for three I just, hours? Yeah. I just didn't really pay for anything. I just did all the as much free stuff as I could. Because I thought I was not paying. But it had really good, like, they had a water park, like a mini one. And the water slides were really good. I was very surprised. So that was free. So I did that quite a lot. Um, And then it was my seven-year anniversary (gasps) on Saturday. (gasps) Okay. I did not celebrate it. (laughs) The no FaceTime. Oh, yeah. So... We FaceTimed, but we didn't do, like, the FaceTime with takeaway and film. Thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, he didn't end up, yeah, beca- coming home. So I, like, FaceTime a lot throughout the day. Um, but my mum and dad felt really st- sad for me so they bought me a bottle of champagne and made my favorite dinner or I kind of ended up making it but like had made bought my favorite dinner so we had like champagne and my favorite dinner and a movie together (laughs) but with my mum and dad (laughs) oh my god bless them honestly my goal in life is to be your mum and dad like yeah like that is honestly ultimate goals it was really cute. I was like, this is sweet. Like, I, I'm I'm okay now. Um, and to be fair, like, Sam was working, so it's not really fun for him anyway. Sue his work. Yeah. So he can retire. Um, other than that, not a lot has happened. So I'm also going to end quickly on a little film critique as well. <laughs> I love that. Um, so on... Monday last week, me and Liv also took the day off um, because it was driving back from Centre Parks, but we got home pretty early. So we decided to go to an afternoon show, uh, like, at the cinema because, like, when do you get to do that? So we just decided to... And it was a fiver, so... Because nobody goes at that time. So we went to see this film called Poor Things, which is currently winning a lot of the awards. Um, so I think it won the Golden Globes Best Comedy Film and it's like up for like loads of nominations and whatever and it is so weird like it was a very good film and it was like had a really good concept so it was almost like very vaguely based on Frankenstein but like a female version and I would say it's a little bit how she's oppressed but she doesn't understand because she has to like she's like a baby trapped in a woman's body or a child trapped in a woman's body so she's constantly like developing I don't want to give too much away but there was so much sex in it like I don't mind a sex scene here and there but honestly and I really don't care about sex in films but this was like so much like ridiculous like to the point where I was like it's not needed anymore like this is not adding anything to it it was crazy a lot like I'd still watch the film it's a really good film and it was really well acted it was Emma Stone and Mark Ruffalo and they were really really funny in it but I just felt like this is just too much like I can't oh my god I mean some people like sex scenes, I guess, all that much. I don't, I don't know. I just find it... No, sorry, yeah. I feel like it was okay. Like, I see what they were trying to do, but they didn't have to show so much of it. Like, they could have implied in some of the scenes rather than spending oh. so long on, like... I just don't want to give it away, but you got you just got to watch it basically. Go and watch it. It was good. It was very weird. It's definitely like an Oscar winning, like an awards winning film, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. That's that's me. 
<laughs> I love I love that for you. I love the films. I love that we're going out and getting culture. I feel like you're watching a little bit more of cultured film and I'm just here watching a blockbuster film. But I mean, you went ice skating sledging, so I feel like that's kind of cultured, you know, getting yeah. outside. I'm getting outside, I'm getting fresh air. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So this episode, we have decided to carry on the theme of New Year's resolutions as we are just about still in January, just at the very end. Um, How? I feel like January has gone by so fast at the same time, so slow. I feel like it's been the longest month ever. My check never came in. And then when it came in, I was like, damn one down 11 to go whoop whoop (laughs) yeah no it just felt long but and I think by the time this episode comes out it will actually still be January which is crazy to say um two episodes in a month guys we're just hanging in there (laughs) barely so uh to carry on the new year's resolutions theme we are going to look at New Year's traditions, superstitions, and why people fail their New Year's resolutions. Because I can always, I can already tell you, I have failed at least one of my New Year's resolutions that I set a few weeks ago. What re- what, bleh, what resolution is that, Jan? <laughs> it's the easiest one. I still haven't bought a mood journal. <laughs> Oh yeah, damn jazz. <laughs> Which is like such an easy one to do because it's buying, it's spending, and I still haven't done it. And I literally had a fit yesterday, and I was like, "Fuck, I really need to sort five out and get one." <laughs> <laughs> What's your address again? I'll just send you a one, like. What's my address? Um, it's Woodford Green, and that's all I'm gonna give you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Anyways, okay, so you've not bought in your mood journal, but, but it's still time. It's fine. It's still time. We move. We still yeah. got the year to still got the year. complete our New Year's resolutions. It's Amen. not up yet. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to kick off with looking at some New Year's traditions um, or superstitions that people have around the world or countries have around the world. So as you know... Um, with TikTok, one of the superstitions or traditions that kicked, that got really, really popular was eating 12 grapes under a table, I believe. Um, and you get good luck, basically, or what you want. And this is not the only tradition that um, happens. There are many others that people do. So I would just start rather than rambling on. So the first one, which is, I would not say is a superstition. It's more of a tradition and it's New York or the United States and they're watching a ball drop. Like Every year they watch a ball drop at a stroke of midnight. And I thought, well, is that really like, you know, a superstition? But I do, I do think what? makes people want to watch a ball drop at midnight like why is that a thing (laughs) i feel like you could if you go into that like mindset you could think also about why do we watch rackets like fireworks yeah i suppose i don't know maybe it's like the um anticipation and the not anxiety but you know like the countdown and the unity yeah i guess it looks pretty as well yeah um but uh, this actually says that it started in 1907 to kick off 1908 by New York Times owner Adolf Ox. Um, he created the event to create more attention around the Times' new headquarters. So even though it's become a massive tradition for Americans, it was done because a newspaper company wanted to create more like attraction around their company 
which is kind of crazy. Um, the next one is in Brazil, and um, I really, really like this one. It's heading to the beach, and they haven't. Oh, they have added it on this, but their tradition or superstition is you have to after midnight jump seven waves while making seven wishes, and those seven wishes will become good luck. Like will happen if you jump seven waves. Yeah, see, this is the things you do not do up in Norway. We do not jump seven waves because <laughs> then you will be dead. Yeah, but I get that. But that in Brazil, cute. in Brazil, honestly, I will have my little Brazilian and in my little bikini, jumping them seven waves. Yeah. Also, apparently, it's summer there, um, so it kind of makes more sense. It does. And the tradition is rooted in paying homage to Yamanja or Yamanya. The I think it's Hermanya actually, if it's a Y. Uh, which is the goddess of water it's before you get in the water you're supposed to wear all white as it symbolizes purity okay so you have to wear all white get on the water and jump seven seven waves for your i don't know your new year's resolutions to come true i suppose <laughs> oh it's a new one i never knew about that that's very interesting yeah <clears throat> um so the other one which i already spoke about is eating 12 grapes that actually originated in spain in the 19th century and it was believed to ward off evil while boosting your chances of a prosperous and lucky new year however and i don't think this was added on tiktok but it says this will only work if you manage to eat all the grapes in a matter of seconds since they need to be gone by the time the clock finishes striking midnight see they never said a timeline they said well my version is one grape one wish but that is actually very well honestly i just ate it up like a chipmunk not gonna lie to you to be fair i think i could eat 12 grapes in like it must be a minute I might do that afterwards. I will film it and <laughs> see, see it. <laughs> and see if I can do it. Like in all honesty. Um, so my next one is India. They uh, build a sculpture of an old man and build burn it down at midnight. Um, the burning symbolizes the passing of grievances from the old year and makes space for a new one to be born. Wait, what Fair do they, they they build a sculpture? Is it like they build a sculpture of an old man? How do you? Like, so with... I guess it's like a old like wood old oh. man. Oh, I bet it's just like a stick figure. Oh, that is fair. And you just throw it in, maybe. Throw it in the I really like this one because why not? But in Japan, it's eating so soba noodles. And who doesn't want to eat soba noodles? Because they're yummy. Um, but apparently it's tradition to eat them as it's tied to a Buddhist temple giving out, um, who used to give out noodles to the poor. Um, it's believed that eating them symbolises a literal break from the old year. Damn, there's a lot of things to do. That is actually a very fun one. So you need to eat noodles, eat 12 grapes, jump seven waves, build a man and burn a man, a statue. It's a lot. That is a lot of like creative things. And it's also like, it kind of shows you a perspective of how much culture has like a big, like a big um, course in your identity yeah because they like, really cute yeah it's just, anyway sorry that's just very fascinating yeah so i don't know if you know this one as it's in denmark so it's quite close to you but apparently it is traditional to throw old plates like break your kitchenware yeah i've heard about Did that you know one that? I have never done it. I don't think I know any Danish who has done it, but I have been 
informed about that? Um, so the next one is the Philippines and it's serving 12 round fruits. On New Year's Eve, families in the Philippines make sure to serve 12 round fruits like apples, grapes and plums, which are believed to represent prosperity due to their shape, which mirrors coins. As for the lucky number, each fruit represents one month out of the year. Um, I actually saw that the Philippines have quite a few suspicions around New Year's. Let me see if I can find them. There was like loads of other ones. Um, no, that was... Sorry, no. So another one was fill your wallet with cash. So you need to put cash in your wallet. Honestly, I'm with that one. Um... Where was the other one? There was another one that was really weird. Oh, wear polka dots. Apparently you need to wear polka dots. Is polka dots because like the dots look like coins, like the fruit thing? Apparently, maybe it is the circle thing. It's just seen as good luck. Honestly, interesting. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm talking really for long. Greece is hanging an onion outside the door. Not only are onions a kitchen staple, they also bring you good luck for the year round. It's a tradition to hang an onion outside your door because it symbolises fertility and growth, thanks to its ability to sprout on its own. Um, I also saw that Greece smash pomegranate on the floor um on new year's as well that came up i'm not really sure why but yeah um columbia is placing three potatoes under the bed on new year's eve colombian households have a tradition called aguero of placing three potatoes under each family member's bed, one peeled, one not, and the last one only partially. At each midnight, each person grabs for one with eyes closed, and depending on the potato they select, can either expect a good year of for, for oh, a good year of fortune, a year of good fortune, financial struggle, or a mix of both. Bitch, if you picked up. The financial struggle one. You'll be like, what's the point? What is the point? Um, I also, again, Latin America have a lot of crazy ones. And one of the other ones that I saw in Colombia was carry an empty suitcase around. It's a New Year's suspicion. Um, but you should just carry an empty suitcase around your house and it will bring you a year filled with adventure and travel. I'm doing that one. I'm claiming that one. Is it too late to do it now? I don't think so. We're still in January. Just carry a little empty suitcase around. Um, I think I'm almost at the end. Yeah. Um, so another one is Ireland. Banging bread against the the walls. And it's to ward off evil spirits... Um, and to make way for a healthy and prosperous new year, you bang loaves of Christmas bread around against the walls and doors around your house. All right. Um, so Sam's mum is Irish. I mean, her mum and dad are Irish. Um, so she's full Irish. She doesn't sound Irish. And I've never heard her do that or say that Irish people do that. But You should ask her. They do. Maybe your grandparents did. Or their grandparents Maybe. Um, And then the last one... Oh, the second to last one is in Italy. It's good luck to wear red underwear. Um, It means a bright future ahead, basically. To wear red underwear. Oh yeah, I've heard that. But that's like a lot of different places because red is like love or f- um richness or yeah, it's a lot of Yeah. I don't know. And then this is 
This is actually the second to last one because I've got another one, but I don't know where it's come from and it's really, really weird. But this other one um, is Puerto Rico and it actually um, is a tradition in China. It's the opposite to China. But in Puerto Rico, it's customary to clean your home at the start of the year and you've got to clean everything. Um, so it's the idea that out with the old, in with the new, so you start the year fresh. Which is kind of funny because in China it's tradition to not clean your house at all. Um, because you might clear away like the good spirits or like the goodness in your home so you cannot clean and I think like um, China and Japan, those places are very clean so that's like the one day you mustn't clean or do the laundry. Yeah, I heard that. I heard the um, it was going around TikTok when people were like, "It's the first of the year. Don't clean. Don't wash your laundry. Let it stay messy. If there's a stain, let it be. Tomorrow is a day." And I was like, "Too late for that now." But yeah, I um, I think I cleaned up a bit on Tuesday. Oh, hopefully, this new year is more of the you should clean your house so you can like have a clean start slate um and the one i'm gonna end on and i honestly don't know where it's come from because it just came up on google when i was looking this up earlier um and it didn't give me a country but apparently you mustn't eat chicken on year's day and i don't know why i couldn't see why but apparently it's bad luck to eat chicken on christmas christmas day new year's day huh well if it's a bird generally because like in some countries you eat turkey for new year's eve meaning that you'll probably be eating turkey on new year's day i don't know Uh, well stay tuned guys again the year is still young. Maybe if my life goes shit, I will blame it on the chicken or like on the bird. Yeah. It's not me. Um, it's the bird. If I find out why, I'll let you guys know because I don't know. Stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. All right. So we've had a lot of New Year's superstitions and beliefs. And one of like the New Year's things that we've actually touched a little bit based on the last time we spoke was New Year's resolutions, New Year, New Me. But as TikTok is, New Year, Say Me, or my TikTok side is 2024 Gains. So however you view the new year, there are a lot of people who like start saying things and make big plans and always fail and I've been one of them every year there's always something that I tell myself I will do and by December 31st I have not touched it and it's because I don't have a plan don't have a game plan just thought it would be fun but I kind of went into into it I kind of like researched because of like what's the psychology of why do people make such big promises and not like follow through? Because it's not like you don't want to do the things that you say that you want to, but it's just, why does that fail then? And yeah, most New Year's resolution re- resolutions are doomed to failure because it takes a lot more than a re- resolution to change. And I feel like that kind of, I felt that, I felt that so hard because I mean, yes it is a resolution it's something that I want to do but is enough for me to actually put in the work um so this is something that a Dr Warren Hollam the director of MD Anderson Faculty Health and Wellbeing Program I'm so sorry guys um it takes a lot of self-understanding skills strategy and support consider a resolution like losing weight um, the reality, however, is over 90% of New Year's resolution will be abandoned within just a few months. And we did talk about this in the office today. And there was this um, Norwegian article that came out, I think, yesterday or the day before, 
doesn't really make any time difference to anyone that is going to be listening to this but it said by the 19th of january is when people start dropping off their new year's resolutions so people going to the gym will slowly start to lessen people trying to learn a new language will slowly like stop following up on their plan and i don't know why 19th is the magical number because i do know that um the 15th of january is the official blue monday um so maybe has something to do relate with that but i did not deep dive into that superstitions i should have i did start to but here we are we ended up here but unfortunately up up optimism that was a hard word for Elmo (laughs) alone wouldn't result in the change that we want the reality is that there are numbers of things that are things about the way we make a new year's resolution that set up for failure before we've even started that is a hard hard truth pill to swallow so cracking the code on new year's resolution let's get into it So, you know, one of the major issues with the resolution is that we tend to think too darn big. We're talking about drastic changes like revamping our eating habits, getting more sleep or suddenly being fluent in a new language. But here's the catch. We're not wired for this massive transformation. And this is a ongoing theme that has I have been reading like on um with different psychiatrists and psychologists who have published papers about the new year's resolution um so what's the big deal about it and um one person who stood out to me is a Dr Bly that hits the nail on the head when he says we're not designed for those sweeping changes it's this misconception that resolutions have to be this grand huge gesture but the reality is that we humans as humans need to start small um dr kowalski seconds the notion pointing out that making a change requires discomfort and let's be real no one enjoys being uncomfortable uh, so to actually stick with our resolutions, we need to make the set smaller, uh, more immediate goals instead of aiming for a gigantic change right out of the gate. Um, let's say our goal is to learn a new language. Dr. Bly starts explaining and suggests that we start by dedicating five minutes a day to learning a new word or phrase, small manageable steps, um, people, that's the key. It's about easing into the change rather than drowning in the sea of overwhelming expectations. And I do really reflect myself on that because I've always said that I want to read more. And then I honestly, this happened to me. The f- Okay, I did fail the first three days of De- December, um, January, sorry. But then the re- I want to read more. Okay, cool. So I was like, what book should I start reading? And I got so overwhelmed so what I did is that I just picked up a random book that we had laying around and I started saying okay I'm gonna read five pages a day or ten pages a day it takes like as um actually it was Jazzy who motivated me because she's like I read on my way to work and I was like instead of tiktoking on my way to work I might as well read and I started doing that and now I've ordered a book because I was like okay this book is not for me why is it not for me what do I want from a book so now I'm gonna try a new book after I've obviously finished the first one that was not that it's not it's not that huge but it's more like setting small goals rather than being like overwhelmed I feel like don't know why I I don't know why I sound like I I really dipped out into this um so now here's the truth and bomb from Dr. Blime for change to happen the pain of not changing has to be greater than the pain of changing but here's where many of us mess up we often set resolution based on what we think we should do but not what truly motivates us so don't go around thinking that society is oh i'm gonna lose weight because that's that's what i think i want to do but like why do you want to lose weight do you are you concerned about your health do you want to fit do you want to look better 
in your own eyes what what does that mean how does that look within yourself um he encourages us to dig deep and find our personal reasons for goals take hitting the gym for instance if we're resolved to going three times a week but we loathe the gym gym we're settling ourselves for failure so instead understanding why we're making the particular resolution if it's the gym ask yourself why is it about getting into shape feeling healthier or something else knowing our why opens other more enjoyable routes to success and like if you want to go to the gym to get stronger and you don't want to actually go to the gym what are other activities that you could do that could make you be stronger like take up again rugby or climbing or another activity like that or if it's to be fit dancing is really quite fun cycling whatever it's like what are other alternate alternative routes to your goal because one size doesn't fit all not to be that tumblr girly girl um and here's the kicker uh readiness for change dr bly brings up the stages of a change model emphasizing that those who stick to their resolutions are likely at the action stage in other words impulsive resolutions rarely cut it we need to think plan and prep for lasting success Yes. Um, so going back to Dr. Kowalski, um, he dropped some wisdom too. It was not just Dr. Bly, but um, change can become a habit if we stick with it. But setting massive resolution creates this expectation that we're turning over a new leaf on January 1st. Real changes thrives on small consistent shifts building habits that last. So here's a takeaway. Instead of going in all in with one big resolution, uh, we suggest creating a timeline with small milestones throughout the year. It might not be sexy, I like that line, as the traditional approach, but we align but it aligns better with our psychology and sets up for a real lasting change. And as we set up for the new years, let's teach the grand gestures and focus on the little victories. It's not about the destination, but about the journey. One achievable goal at a time. I'm so sorry about the last Tumblr um, quote that ended up there. I forgot what I put on that there. I was feeling a little bit motivated. But yeah, so it's just more like take toddler steps, baby steps. It's like also like if you want to lose weight, um, I feel I know feel like this is a lot of like people's journey, I guess. What is the safest, long lasting way to do it? Meal prep, um, going to the gym, sign activity. If it is to read, what books do you want to read? You don't have to like read phd theses to analyze them start with a romance i guess of 150 pages 10 pages a day that is 15 days yeah i think it's also what i thought was really interesting what they said was the fact that you shouldn't do it because society is telling you to do it like why do you actually want to do it because a lot of people are like oh like you said I need to lose weight I want to go to the gym like I want to go to the gym more I I don't know yeah I guess I want to read more I don't know if that's many people's years resolutions (laughs) but it's like well I want to say but it's like why are you doing that like how is it benefiting you and is it really something you want to do like because even if it is okay I'm going to break it down in small steps which is a really good idea I think it's the fact that you've got to be willing to make those changes as well and you're doing it for yourself you're not just doing it because somebody or society tells you to do it otherwise yeah your brain is not wired to do it like they've got to kind of be for you in a way and I do think it's like they said that sexiness of a grand gesture yeah it's taken away if you don't scream and shout about it but you're more like I just feel like you're more likely to do it if you keep it to yourself a little bit or to like close 
people in a way yeah like this is something that is really close to me and very personal to me and this is what I really want to work towards rather than being like I'm going to walk 15,000 steps every day and then I'm like okay but how are you gonna achieve that when you move 5,000 steps a day like yeah and I think like you should kind of enjoy it as well so like thinking about what you said about reading a book and reading a romance novel I think yeah it shouldn't be oh I'm forcing myself to read 10 pages a day and I'm not enjoying it like you said the book's really not for you so you're going to order a new one it should be like okay like this is the type of books I like to read so what I like to read I don't know fantasy novels I'm going to read them whether other people like them or not I'm still reading and it's like what you said with exercise okay I'm not going to go to the gym I'm going to go to a dance class it's still exercise and it's hard you've got to find what works for you yeah Yeah. so yeah um eat 12 grapes and think about what you want to use your 12 wishes for (laughs) I love it (laughs) You look. You should look at me. I look crazy right now, but I was quite proud of myself, guys. I was quite proud of myself. That was really good. Thank you. My mind, my brain is a mysterious thing. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> I just love it. It was a lovely way to end our podcast. <laughs> anyway, if um, you would like to tell us any of your new year's superstitions please dm us at mixtalk 99 or if it's more of a tradition because you are so old please email us at mixtalk 99 at gmail.com jazzy song (laughs) given i love it i love it and remember to take care of one another and watch out for one another we'll speak real real soon